Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Listen, we're in our series on the Holy Spirit. Matter of fact, we're getting ready to start a brand new series. I've seen, and you've seen, probably around 80 people get filled with the Holy Spirit this month. I don't know about you, but I'm excited about it because how many of you know having the Holy Spirit is going to change your life forever? Amen? Ain't that awesome? But there's some stuff I want to talk to you today about, about what is really happening when the Holy Spirit comes into my life. Because you got to realize something. In the earth is where you really, really, really spend time learning about the Holy Spirit. Because, you know, you got God the Father's in heaven, Jesus is in heaven, but the Holy Spirit's in the earth helping you. And one of the things I think is so important for us to understand is Jesus comes to the disciples and he says this. He said, it's, I'm leaving. And I don't know about you, but Jesus is kind of like baffling. Like all the time, you know what I mean? Like shows up, they're all thinking everything's good. And he's like, hey guys, I'm leaving. They're like, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to heaven. <laughs> I mean, you got to have faith to walk with Jesus, right? He's like, what do you mean? Can you imagine just showing up today? Hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm going to heaven. It's going to be good though. You guys are all going to be okay. He's like, look, I'm like, we've been following you. We've been hanging out with you. We've been persecuted for you. We basically gave up everything for you, and now you leaving? Where are you going? He's like, well, I'm leaving. I'm going to heaven. After that, you got to be tripping just a little bit. Let's be honest. Like, you're, okay, so let me get this straight, Jesus. I followed you. You're here, but now you leaving, and you're sending this Holy Ghost guy. Now, they don't understand what this is. He said, just hang out and wait. He coming. Well, what's he look like? He look like a dove. <laughs> like, what are you talking about, man? Where are you going? And then Jesus leaves him with this but it's really good that I'm leaving because he's coming. When? Where? Jesus is not really into details, okay? He just needs you to trust him and have faith and ability. And then all of a sudden we see this mighty rushing wind come and he lasted upon them and they got filled with the Holy Ghost and they prayed in unknown tongues and now we're all filled and know ye not your body is the temple of the living God. That's the Bible. And God lives inside of you. That's what he said the minute you become born again. God inside of you living, moving, having his being. And then his journey starts. Well, what is he doing? What's he leading me to? Where is he to? supposed to be led by the Holy Ghost. What does that mean? And what, are the, what is the byproduct of having him inside of me? How do I lean on him? How do I trust him? What do I do? There's a lot of stuff. So today I just want to give you a couple of these to go, hey, this is what he's doing. He's trying to work out in you, but he's good. That's what you got to remember. Everything about God is good. Well, it didn't work out good. Well, guess what? Maybe things didn't work out good because we got to be better followers. Because look at these points. Just let's go slow. Look at point number one. And I just want you to pull this in. The Holy Spirit guides you and me into all truth. He ain't leading nobody down a bad road. You said, why did bad things happen? Well, bad things happen sometimes when people are not following the right road. Let's be straight. Now, some things just happen. We understand. We go through life. Everybody's got ups and downs. But are you checking in with the revealer of truth? Because that's what he is. Now, see what happens sometimes. I don't want to know the truth. I want what I want. Trust me, you don't want what you want. You want to know the truth. Look at this scripture that backs up what he's saying and understand this. God is not mean. He's just trying to lead you to a better place. John 16, 13. I love it. I think it's great. He said, how be it when he, the spirit of, he calls the Holy Spirit the spirit of what? He's just going to lead you to truth. 
He will guide you into all. Because why? He's not going to speak of himself. He's going to speak what he hears from God. And he's going to show you things to come. Ain't that great news? What do you mean? He's only going to lead me to the truth. Well, why would we not want to know the truth? Have you ever been in a position where you're not really looking for truth, you're looking for what you want? Guess what? That ain't safe. I don't want to get what I want. I want to get, see, this is what I've learned to do. I don't really have an opinion about things. I just want God's opinion about everything. So what is God's opinion about your decisions? What is God's opinion? If he's leading you to truth, you just got to start learning how to trust him. How many know trusting God sometimes is uncomfortable? Because he doesn't give you a detailed GPS layout. He just goes, go. Well, go where? Take the step. Take the step where? You know what you got to do. Being led by the Spirit is not that difficult for the believer, but we have to become more familiarized with his voice internally. And I started seeing some things that I think can help you try to navigate this. It's easy sometimes to get off track and get led astray, is it not? We get influenced by a lot of stuff in life. You may not realize this, but sometimes we get off track. Well, why do we get off track? Sometimes we do get off track because we're following the wrong voices. Now, listen, we've all been there. Well, how, Pastor Chris, I found the wrong voices, and now I'm on this road I don't want to get on. I don't want to be there no more. Have you ever been to a place where you kind of felt like God said no, but you went anyway? How good did that work out? Terrible. Thank you, Mike. Praise God. Terrible, right? How many of you learned obedience through the things you suffered in a foot, right? Praise God. You better believe it, right? How many of you learned obedience through the things you suffer? Yeah, because why? And how many of you got better at being obedient because you don't want to suffer no more? Amen, right? So what am I doing? Instead of just doing it and asking God to bless my mess, I start asking God before I start the journey, God, if this is you, I want in. If it ain't you, I don't want no part of it because if it ain't God, you don't want to be bothered with it. So here's some truths I want you to pull in about learning how to hear his voice and kind of trust him and kind of see what you're doing and kind of understand. If he's leading me to all truth, what am I going to have to do? Number one, write these down because they're not on the screen. You're going to have to learn not and you're going to have to learn not to lean on your own understanding. So lean not on your own understanding is the key. We're going to go to Proverbs 3 again. I kind of added those in. Proverbs 3, 5. I got those this morning or somewhere. You're going to have to learn to trust him. You can't lean your own. If you're going to follow truth, you can't lean your own understanding. Have you ever heard something and it's like, no, and it looks too good to be true, and God kind of tells you no, but you're kind of feeling some other sort of way, but God said no? And you won't want to follow no because you're leaning to your own understanding. You got to lean not to your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your, and lean not to your own what? You business people better understand this. You ever have something in front of you? Man, it feels good. Oh, I know I'm going to do it. Oh, and then God's like, don't do it. Come on. And you think like, and then you ever been around something? Anybody in life, you ever been around something? Oh, that's not God. That's, no, I'm not. And God's like, you better do it. Come on, guys. You can't lean to your noggin. Your noggin's going to deceive you. You got to lean into your spirit, man, and follow the leading of the Lord. Have you ever been in front of some kind of deal and it looks beat, but God says, do it, and it works, and you prosper, and you come out? Sometimes natural wisdom is not the key. Being led by the spirit of God is the key. 
But you can't lean, you don't understand it. You ever been in any seat? It could be any situation when it comes to God. Well, you know, I think they should, re- I think they should forgive me first. You been there? You know, how about when God's trying to check your attitude? I got no attitude. They got an attitude. Right? You ever been there? You ever, you ever been there? You know, like, they need, they, they, I, I, they need to make, they need to forgive me. I'm going to forgive them. Don't be leaning to your noggin. Your noggin's going to get you in trouble. You got to learn, like, hey, if I'm going to be led by the Spirit of God, I'm going to have to stop leaning to my own understanding and start what? Leaning into the understanding that God's got. Don't make it natural. They got news for you. See, if you're going to be led by the Spirit, that means it's spiritual. It's not natural. It might seem unorthodox when you take the steps to being led. But what are we trying to do? We're trying to find truth. Now, see, some people just want to be lied to. They don't really want to know the truth. Because people rather believe a lie than hear the truth sometimes. That's really weird, but it's self-deception. It's really not good. So what do you want to do? You want to find the truth in all things. Amen? But how many of you know why we don't like the truth? Because sometimes when the truth shows up, you don't get what you want. Come on, smile on your brother. Let us love one another right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I go ask God, he's going to tell me no. And I don't want to hear no. If I go ask God, whoo, come on, you ever been there? Come on, man. How many of you been in that relationship? Don't, don't just look straight ahead and don't raise your hand. How many of you been in that relationship God don't want you in? Because it ain't no good for you. You knew it when you started it. And you started like, oh, no, God can bless the mess. God can bless my mess. God can bless my mess. And now you're in the middle of a mess. And you're like, God, come bless my mess. And the mess just gets messier. And the first thing you think about was the first day you got all excited. God was like, don't go down that road. You're like, too late now. I'm on the train. Right? You know what I mean? Right, girls? And you thought he was a stud. He's a spud. A potato. You got Mr. Potato Head is what you got. And then God was trying to tell you, thank God y'all now, now y'all got them super studs, but it took you a little minute to work it out. You know what I mean? Because you had Mr. Potato Head. He had an interchangeable nose, glasses, he was a real piece of work. Come on, you know what I mean? Now you got a super stud. That was back in the day, back in the day, back in the day. But you know what I'm saying? You're trying to get in this thing, you're like, it's going to work, it's going to work. They ain't saved. Pastor Chris, yeah, oh, I'm in love. I said, here we go. Who are you in love with? His name's Johnny. And I really like him. Where does Johnny go to church? He don't go to church, but he's like, you know, he's thinking about it. Well, this is going to be great. Now I got to deprogram this nitwit before we even start. He's scared of me to begin with. Like, hi. I would do, hi. The one kid this morning, I scared him. He said he's coming back. I pray to God he does, but whatever. Right? Because what do you mean? Look, man, you, you, you start, you're doomed before you start because you didn't listen to the Holy Ghost because you think you want what you want. That's why sometimes we don't want to go to truth because guess what? You might got this great idea. Oh, I got this great idea. And you go to God and like, your idea stinks. It ain't going to work. God, now listen, is not mean and God is not taking away something from you. God loves you. And he just wants to bring you to success. 
And sometimes what you think is going to lead you to success is not, and God doesn't want you going down that road. God's not a big meanie. I used to tell my mom, my mom used to tell me, stop riding your bike in the street. And you remember they used to tell me, don't go down that, she used to tell me all the time, don't you take your bike down that corridor and go in that parking lot and ride your bike. I was like, my mom's a big meanie. I did it anyway, right? And she, I'd get in trouble. But was my mother a big meanie? No. As soon as you go out the parking lot, you're in the middle of the street. It's a city. You're going to get hit by a car, God forbid. My mother was trying to protect me from my stupidness. You understand? She wasn't a big meanie. It wasn't like she wasn't like, go ride your bike. She's like, don't ride your bike in the street, ding dong. Hello? Why did my mother tell me that? She's a big meanie? No, she loved me. How many of you know when you're eight, you don't want to hear your mother tell you where to ride your bike? Some of you, your problem is you're 50 and you don't want to hear your father tell you what road to get on. He loves you. If he don't want you on the road, he don't want you on that road. Don't go on it. It's not safe. You see it? You see your perspective gone. He's not giving me what I want. No, he's trying to give you what you need. And sometimes that's not easy. What's another thing you're going to have to do? You're going to follow this? You're going to have to pull down some strongholds, man. You got to pull down strongholds. This morning we had a great move of God in here for people that were really mind dealing. If you're mind dealing today, those, those things will just lift off your head. Because you got to understand something. For the weapons of your warfare, they're not carnal, but they're mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds and casting down of imaginations, all those high things that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. It's up there. You see what I'm saying? What does that mean? Man, sometimes you get these wrong mindsets, don't we? You got these wrong, we start looking through. You ever, you know, like, you guys got sunglasses? You know, like, you got cool sunglasses? Like, you get, you get, like, you ever get, like, amber, like, amber sunglasses? Everything looks amber, right? I got these real light sunglasses. I like them because I, I wear them all the time. I go in the store. I got them on. Why? Because they're not real dark. So I could walk in a natural building and I could walk around. They're like amber. You ever get real dark sunglasses? Everything looks skewed. You ever take your sunglasses off and go, wow, things are bright around here, huh? You ever do that? That's kind of like what a stronghold becomes. It's a lens you start looking through, and sometimes it's not really giving you a clear picture of everything going on. Some of you got to make sure you don't have strongholds about things holding you back. It's a belief system that basically can basically become ingrained in someone, and it really colors their perception of themselves and the people around them. You got to be careful with these things. The one who's holding a stronghold maybe don't really want to be against God or his thoughts, but what happens is you get this mindset that's kind of anti-God, and you got to be careful not to let those things gravitate into your heart and now start becoming a deception and a picture you see out of your eyes. You ever have a wrong opinion about God about something or something or some situation, and the next thing you know, man, you're kind of cloudy. But what we got to be careful of, that we do not pick up wrong ideas. You ever ask yourself, where'd that come from? You know, the other day, I was thinking something. It was funny. You know, I was, I, was, I was thinking, and I said, I didn't like the feeling that came with the thought, so I knew the thought was wrong. So you always got to be thought identifying. Where'd that come from? What's going on? Why is that so important? Because if you get strongholds, it's taking you off a line of truth. You don't want those things. You want to be transparent. Here's what you got to learn to do. Lay down some mindsets that you have the minute you find the word of God. You know what I mean? Some kind of things that are a little different. Just lay down, man. Take the word of God. Make it your first authority. And the last thing I want you to do with these, because you got to learn how to follow truth. And if you don't follow truth, you're going to get off truth, is put God first. What does that mean? That seems so weird. Here's my thing. Listen, the only surefire way me and you are going to allow the Holy Spirit to lead in this life and follow his voice, because sometimes it's hard to follow that still small voice, is put him first. How do you put him first? You spend time with him. You got to start developing to understand how to hear God. Number one way you hear God is through his word. 
So if anybody says, well, I got to spend some time with the Lord, go put on the word of God and listen to it. Now you're going to know what it is. He is the word. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. God and the word are one. If you want to know God, you find him in the word. So if you find, now how do you do this? It's easy. Say like you got a question about something. Once you find the word, you found God. You want to get God's opinion about something? Find the word. So how does God feel about love? Love is kind. Love is patient. Love is strong and long suffering. Right? You start looking at that. That's God's love. So when you're not long suffering, guess what? You got to make some hard adjustments. People are asking you, well, well, you know what I mean? Just how you locate and identify if I'm putting God first. Bible says forgive. If you ain't going to forgive because you just don't want to forgive, are you putting God first? Do you know what I'm saying? But I, I want to put God first. Well, then you got to start surrendering your opinion and start adapting to the word of God and let it be the first place in your life. That's being a Christian. Well, I know what you think. Well, nobody else is going to do it. Well, God never said it's what everybody else is doing. He said, what are you doing? Everybody else got to go give their own account. You're, you know, like, hey, you want to you do it your way? Go for it. You got to give your account. I got to give my account. But are you seeing how this is kind of flowing? Oh I, oh, I put God first place. Okay, well, next time you have an argument, be the first one to forgive. Quiet in here. Right? Well, I think they, they started it. They need to forgive. Who cares who started it? Blessed is the peacemaker. He's going to be blessed. See what I'm saying? But if I do that, I'm going to be soft. It's not about being soft. It's about being spiritual. Are you seeing this stuff? Now I'm saying getting trampled in this, but you get what I'm saying. Well, I'm putting God first. Are you? You know what I mean? What, put, put God first means his word is first place. Well, this is what I want to go do all my life. Pause. The Bible says you are bought with a price. You're a purchased possession. You don't get to do what you want to do. You get to do what you've been called to do. Laying down your life is part of it. I can put God first. It's quiet in here. But you get, because this is what I'm saying. Like, it sounds good, but have we checked in? These are the things we do in following truth. Point number two, just write this down. You got to understand this. The Holy Spirit's going to lead me away from sin. Now, I want to make that clear. Because I think one of the things that happens with this thing is this. He's going to lead me away from sin means this. Anything God leads you to is good. Now, sin meaning like just getting outside of faith. You're not going to get outside of your faith no more. You know what I mean by that? Like meaning like this. He ain't going to put you on a road that's going to bring temptation into your life. He's not going to put you in a road that's going to mess you up. He's going to put you on straight street where it's going to be easy. Because you've got to understand something. God is constraining you to go forward. Look at this Romans 8-2 scripture, man. And I think it's the, the thing, uh, the living Bible. Look at this one. Man, man. Everybody read that little thing to yourself. For the power of the life-giving spirit. And this power is mine through Christ Jesus. He freed me from what? The vicious circle of sin and death. Sin ain't got no dominion over you, man. You got power over it. Stop empowering it by yielding to it. You don't have to go down that road. God's leaving you to a life of peace, life of success, life of blessing, supernatural everything. And you're over there trying to let this thing get on you. Don't let it get on you. Be led to the Lord. 
Look, none of us are immune to the persistence of sin trying to get us, and we might even struggle with some of it, but bottom line is this. You can break the persistence of sin if you understand what Jesus did for you. He gave you power over this stuff. Well, you go, well, Pastor Chris, I'm not really sinning. Hey, you know what? Any thought that's anti-God, if you meditate too long on it, that ain't no good in your head. That's sin. It ain't full of faith. Worry is sin. Fear is sin. They all came with the fall. Now, I'm not saying we don't have these tendencies to kind of like, oh, wow, this is kind of big or scary. Yeah, but you can't stay there long. Are you hearing me today? You got to replace that stuff. Well, God, I don't know if I can trust you. You can trust God. There's the only person you can trust is you can trust God. Man, you got to get this. And if you're a Christian, you know that Jesus died to give you this breakthrough in life. And here's the greatest news about this thing. What does he mean when he says sin? Now, you got to understand that Jesus annihilated sin once and for all in the New Testament, went to the cross, annihilated it, nailed it there. No more, you're no more, no, you don't have to pay no debt for sin. You've been free from sin. But let me tell you what sin is. It's a mindset. Now, do you know what I mean by that? It's anti-Christ. It's anti-faith. If you stay in faith, you ain't going to sin. The only sin that the new, you know, like somebody said, well, we're sinners. You ain't no sinner, you're righteous. Well, when do we commit sin? When we walk out of faith. That's why Jesus said in 1 John 1, 9, you can repent. You want to know what I'm repenting of? Unbelief. You ever ask that question when it says, well, if sin doesn't have no more power, what in heaven's going on? I'll tell you exactly what's going on. I'm yielding to it with unbelief. Because as long as you stay in faith, you're going to walk in love. As long as you stay in faith, you're going to walk in the fruit of the Spirit. As long as you stay in faith. The minute I step out of faith, I step in what? Uh, watch this. I step in sin, meaning this. I step out of the faithfulness of God. I stepped into sin. And what do I got to do? I repent to what? Not reestablish my position of righteousness, but make my conscience well aware that what? I'm right where I left off. Come on. He annihilated it once and for all. Just gets my conscience back. Like, oh, darn, I missed it there. What do I do? Helps me get back on my faith journey. So the only thing me and you mess up is we step down from the place where he had us to be. And you don't want to do there. I know like sometimes when you get to this stuff, it's a little bit, it's a little bit mature, you know, and you're like, well, Pastor Chris, why do I got the Holy Ghost? He's trying to lead you. You ever read Romans 8, 14 and 16? For as many as led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. 16 says, for the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we're the sons of God. We're supposed to be Spirit-led. You know what Spirit-led means? That the Spirit of God is speaking to your spirit, showing you which direction to go in. Are we Spirit-led Christians? Should be. When's the last time you checked in to see if you're on God's plan? Like, you know what I mean? I'm not saying, like, it's going to be big, but when's the last time you checked in and said, hey, God, what am I supposed to be doing? You know, everybody got a life plan, and I'm down with your life plan, but maybe you got to say, hey, God, am I supposed to go to one of those connect groups? And that's not a plug for the connect group. I'm just telling you how it's supposed to be. Hey, God, maybe, I, man, how many of you got them ministries buried in you? God spoke to you years ago. And they've been sitting here for 20 years. When's the last time you checked in and asked God, hey, when do we start doing this? Well, you know, I'm busy. Everybody's busy. Who's waiting for you on the other side of your obedience, man? And maybe you say, well, no, that ain't. Well, I'm going to join a prayer group. Did you, did you pray about it? And I'm not saying going there like, I'm busy. You, you got to get a check in with the God. He's living inside of you. Like, you know, hey, what am I supposed to do? You know, like, you got up today and went to church. Other people decided, I don't think, I, I'm not going to invest that today. It's a sacrifice. 
Look, I get it. You're, you're, somebody got it. Who got up today? Don't raise your hand. You're like, I don't want to go. But the Holy Ghost said, come on, go. You know you're supposed to go. Get up and go. Let's go. You know what I mean? Let's go. And then you hear stuff. I'm smart enough to know while I'm preaching, God's talking to you. You know what I mean? Let's go. He give you one word from God, change your life forever. But you see what I'm saying? You had to make a decision. You could have said, well, I'm busy, got to mow the lawn, got to do this, got to do laundry, got to go grocery, blah, 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 blah. But no, you got to still say, now some of you, some of you watch this. Getting up on Sunday morning is not even an option. You know you're just going. That's how I roll. See, the problem with a lot of you is this, and I'm not picking on you, I love you. You got too much internal negotiation going on. That's why you got problems. I don't negotiate with myself. I demand things out of myself. There ain't no negotiating. We don't negotiate. My flesh knows better. We, there's no negotiating. There's do what I say or pay the price of consequence, body. See, people don't talk like that to themselves. I don't negotiate with myself. There's no negotiating going on. I don't even let my head think what it wants to think. I demand it to think. What I tell it to think. When I tell it. See what I'm saying? You got to discipline yourself like that. You say you can get there, all you can get there. I was sitting where you were sitting. In the, I was losing my mind sitting where you were sitting. Fighting every fear and devil in hell. Sitting in there going, how do you win, man? Watching guys trying to teach you how to win. And I was like, man, I was like, how am I going to do this? And you know what? I, I just line upon line and precept upon precept and thought upon thought. And I said, no, you, I'm getting this thing. I'm getting it. I'm figuring out you track it and it changes your life. It's alive, man. It'll get in you, and you get a little bit, and you get a little bit, and you start winning the battlefield of your mind. And then after you get, you know, and then you're going to have a day, you're going to fight a little strong. And then you start winning the battle of your flesh. Your body's like, I don't want to go. You tell your body, shut up. Say, shut up. Shut up. Get up and do what I tell you. You know what I'm saying? People don't want to talk like this in church, you know? They're like, oh, you little, you know, you telling what's up. Yeah, I'm just telling you the Bible. You just tell your body, be body, shut up. And then once you tell it, shut up a couple times, it starts thinking weird things. You start telling it, hey. Do what I tell you. Don't, you ain't allowed to think like that. Stop thinking that. Because people think their thoughts are their own. Your thoughts are not yours. You never had an original thought a day in your life. Your thought came from God or the devil. You better filter them jokers. You like that? Here, write that down. I'll give it to you again because some of you like taking notes. Your thoughts are not yours. Ain't never been a thought in your head was yours. You think you came up with original thought? No, you did not. Your thoughts come from God or the devil. So why are you hanging on the thoughts that aren't yours? I thought some bad stuff in my head. Well, bad stuff came from the devil. Don't meditate on it. Rebuke it and get rid of it. It ain't yours. But it come in my head, fall a man. Genesis chapter 1. How do you get good thoughts to come in your head? Think upon good things. See what I'm saying? People are deceived, like, there's people running around America taking drugs to try to stay sane, and they got ideas weren't even theirs. Some of you might be. It's okay. I understand I'll work with you, but where did that thought come from? Well, I can't stop them. You can. You start disciplining them, and you'll stop every one of them. So you go in there and like, well, you little rough. Ain't rough. It's the truth. I'm not going to let you lose. See what I'm saying? So, Pastor Chris, how am I going to do that? You start being led by the Spirit of God, you're going to start doing all of it, amen? Because God loves you, cares about you, amen? That's that. But watch this. Watch verse 3. Part, part, number 3, I should say. Watch it. He is what? He's a reminder of truth. That's who the Holy Spirit is. He's not a convictor. He's a reminder. Is that okay? You know what I mean? 
said, Pastor Chris, man, I'm going to start meditating my head. Yeah, you are. You're going to start telling them thoughts. You can't live in there. You know where that's at? Look at, put 2 Corinthians 10.3 up there, Ma, please. They need to see this. I'm on to something. I've been, mind, I've been dealing with people mind dealing all weekend. So I'm in the spirit, and you're going to stop doing this. So I'm going to show you how to do this right now, okay? It's all right, man. We all been there. Let me show you how to punch the devil right in the face. 2 Corinthians 10.3, right? I read it a little while ago, and sometimes I want to change stuff up. It takes a minute around here. But you got to stay in this thing because I know I'm, I'm pulsing the room. I'm feeling it. Is that okay? So you got to cast down imaginations. But here's the big thing. You got to understand before you can cast anything down, before you can replace and rebuke, you have to get to the discipline of capturing. You cannot replace and rebuke until you get the order corrected. If the order is out of place, it ain't going to work. You're going to learn how to. You're going to learn how to win the battle. Who wants to learn how to win the battle of your mind? Don't you want to learn how to win the battle of your mind? Okay, watch this, right? Uh, yeah, you got King James. It'd be better in King James. It'll read more sensible to them, right? And you're going to find this thing, and when you see it, it's going to help you, right? Because I, I like this stuff sometimes off the cuff because I think what happens is that you start getting a, gr a greater. Uh, a, a greater revelation of, um, I think you just get a greater revelation of what God's trying to do in your life because, man, I'll tell you what, for me, I, I'm just telling you, man, these are the, these are the battles you got to win because if you don't win this, man, I think stuff gets off track, right? Second Corinthians 10.3, you, you hear? Everybody paying attention? You winning the battle of your mind today? Okay, look what it says here. For though we walk into what? What's that mean? You walk around like a natural human being, flesh. Right? You hear? Though you walk and look like a normal person. You understand that? How many of you are normal people? Look at your neighbor, say you normal. Look at your other neighbor, say you might be normal. <laughs> you look abnormal or something. Some of you look wild. <laughs> you an alien from another planet or something. <laughs> For though we what? We do not what? What you mean a war? Where's this war? War is in your head between your ears. You reading this? Where the war? Right here. Are you here? So I'm saying? He's telling you where the fight is. Right here in between your noggin. From ear to ear. He said that's where the battle is. He said a war. You ever see war? Have you ever seen a war? It's violent. This enemy you got is playing for keeps, man. You better tighten up. Come in here and like, Pastor Chris, you all, you making us strong. What am I supposed to do? You know your enemy, he's playing to kill, steal and destroy. You're over there playing powder puff pancake mix with him over here, and this joker out trying to kill people. Man, man him up. Tell the enemy, don't you mess with the wrong, you mess with irrelevant today, man. I'm going to mess you up. Get a shirt says you part, man. Go walk around. I'll give you one for crying out loud. Walk around and say, man, I went to church. Pastor Chris told me how to beat all this stuff. I'm going to win. I'm a winner. Say it out loud. Say, I'm a winner. I got victory. That's what you got, man. You're going to win the battle of your mind. Look at, look at this next verse. Look at the next verse. This is scriptural. Look at this. Yeah. For the weapon, that sound like war to me. War and weapons. Ever say war? And weapons. That sounds violent, don't it? Don't it? You're too soft for me today. I said, don't it? Yeah. I'm just trying to tell you what the enemy's doing. I'm trying to help you. Why are you getting mad at me? You don't smack the Amazon guy when he shows up with that package. 
Y'all smell. Oh, Amazon's here. Yay. These guys probably get scared. They come to half the house. They go and they're like, everybody's all pumped. The Amazon guy's here. The joker come three times a day now for crying out loud. Right? Amazon. Right? I show up and y'all like, oh, God, you again. Cut it out. Get happy. I got better packages. Come on. Look. For the what? That sound like that sound like war, don't it? Of our what? That's he just tell you what it is. So does that sound violent? Does that sound like military? Does that sound strong? Does that sound like there's a war? Yeah, he said your weapons are your warfare, not what? You know what carnal means? Fleshy. They're not normal. How many of your weapons you think it's normal? It's not normal. But mighty through who? Mighty through God to do what? Okay, wait a minute. For the weapons of our warfare, what? They're not what? Oh, come on. They're not what? So they're spiritual? Oh, so now you got spiritual weapons to overdo carnal inclinations. Question. What happens if you don't start using your spiritual weapons against this carnal stuff? Leave it. Let them see it. Pop that up there, please. Right? To pull down. That's, that sounds like violent again. Y'all pull it down. Don't leave it up there. Yank it down. Pull down. Strongholds. Oh, it's not, I just told you what strongholds are, right? Wrong ideas you got in your head. Watch this. Five. Here we go. Cast down imaginations. How many got some imaginations you need to cast down? What imaginations? Pictures. Now, let me explain something about this thing. Y'all think like this. I don't really think in pictures. Yeah, you do. Everything you got in your head's a picture. Because if I say to you, dog, D-O-G, no, you think you're crazy dog, the neighbor's dog, lassie, some dog. You ain't thinking D-O-G for crying out loud. I say cat. You ain't sitting there going C-A-T in your head. You're thinking about the cat next door that comes and climbs on your car. Some goofy cat you got. I don't know what you think, but I know this. You ain't thinking in letters. You're thinking in pictures. I say money. Ain't nobody in this building going M-O-N-E-Y. You see it in the increment of how you understand it. Some of you, money means jets. Some of you, money means Pay the bills. Some of you money means buy licorice sticks. I don't know, but you get what I'm saying. You don't think M-O-N-E-Y. You see a picture. A picture produces what? The image that you see. Leave that up there. Please watch this. That what? That wrong pictures and high things that do what? They exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. What's that mean? Antichrist. Every picture, every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God is antichrist, and you need to eradicate it. You ain't allowed to think about it. You need to discipline it, and you need to destroy it. Woo! Now watch this. Against the knowledge of who? God. So if it does, it's antichrist. Now watch this. This is the best part of it. And do what? This is the, this is the discipline. If you get this figured out, you win. And do what? Bring into captivity what? Thought identification, where'd it come from? See, people running around going, I got these thoughts in my head. They didn't come from you, bro. 
Let it come from you. You ain't never had an original thought day in your life. Don't think you that smart. You ain't. Look, I love you, but you ain't. You ain't that creative neither. Where'd it come from? I'm just being straight with you. Came from God or the devil. Make it simple. You saying I never had an original thought in my life? No. No. Because God created everything in the beginning. You know what I'm saying this? It was in the spirit before it was ever in the natural. Now you got this thought in your head. Well, that's me. No, wait a minute. Are your thoughts you? No, they are not you. Are you paying attention in here today? So if your thoughts are not you, why do you believe your thoughts are you? They're, they're, they're like pictures, man. If you don't take them, you don't have to buy them. Don't buy your thoughts. Don't buy them. Cast them down. Where did that come from? If it didn't come from God, get rid of it. It ain't yours. And thoughts, here's the reason why. Thoughts connect to feelings. Once you start thinking it, now you start feeling it. And if you don't like the way it makes you feel, don't think it. I'm a master at this. If I don't like the way something makes me feel when I think it, I stop thinking those thoughts. Why? Because it's connected to something that's bigger than just a thought. You see what he said? Bring into obedience. So here's what happens. When it comes in your head, you got to go like this. Where'd that come from? Write that down. Write that down for all you people that are fighting in this arena. Who told you that? You look in the mirror and you think, man, I'm a loser. Stop. Who told you that? Who told you that? Who said that? It wasn't God because God is love. You see this? Are you getting this? You go, you, well, I can't. Who said you can't? You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Who said you can't? Who told you that? I always feel like every time that happens, I always feel like God. He said, Adam, where are you? He said, I'm naked and afraid. He said, who told you that? Because you didn't get that from heaven, kid. You know why? You want to know why original thought was destroyed right there in the opinion of man? Because the minute he opened his eyes to sin, he started hearing things he was never supposed to hear. You better catch up with me. Come on, man. Joker ain't up here just walking around talking. I'm the God man in the earth for you. Normal human being. Listen to me. You better get what I just said. You better go spin that back in your head. What is going on? He only had God thoughts until he opened his eyes to sin. Now he's got thoughts he was never supposed to have and ideas and words he never supposed to hear. And the minute you got open to sin, guess what happened? You got flooded with ideas you were never supposed to hear, ideas you were never supposed to think, pictures you were never supposed to see. And the only reason why you were so bound up in life is you started acting out on the wrong images internally you thought of yourself, but they were never really you. It's a lie. Debunk the whole mess. Only reason why you were stuck in addiction is because you thought you were an addict, but you never were an addict. You were a free man from the beginning. Only reason why you trapped yourself in that mess only reason why you trapped yourself in that mess of that self-portrait is somebody told you you were something internally, but you were never meant to be because you were the God person in the earth, but you believed a lie about yourself, and then you produced the images outside an external picture of an internal position. Wake up today and hear me. Here's the byproduct of what you think about you. Shift the internal image. This is who I am. I'm not who I think I am. I'm who he said I am. Find yourself in the bed. And Jesus was the spirit that came to the earth and put flesh among them. Once you put flesh among you, you'll look like the book. I'm done. I'm not even giving you the other thing. Here's all you got to remember. When you leave the place today, he said, what kind of guy looks in the mirror of that word of God and forgets what man or man he is and walks out like a natural human being? A guy that doesn't believe anything he reads about himself. You're not who you think you are. You're who he said you are. But today you got to realize something's going to shift forever in your life if you just shift that internal picture. 
It's the most important thing you can do. We're in a different line. We're just in a different place right now today. And I don't want you to have to deal with that stuff no more. You don't have to be trapped with your internal picture. You don't have to be trapped with that internal mindset. You don't have to be trapped with that stuff. Because half that stuff you believe about you is a lie. Stop believing it, man. See, here's what happens. Let me show you this, okay? Because you guys are listening. You're doing great. Like, when I'm coming at you, I'm not coming at you. I'm hitting the atmosphere of the enemy trying to keep you blind. So you know that you guys know me. You know my heart. But like, Pastor Chris loves me. He loves me enough to fight for me. Because the atmosphere wants to stop. He ain't gonna, I ain't going to let it stop. Because you got to realize something. Let me show you what he tries to do because he's slippery to sneak. The enemy. You only got one enemy. It's the devil. Here's what he does. He finds Adam in the garden. He says, man, I can't beat this dude. He's anointed. This guy, Adam's strong, man. He's tough. See, you got to understand something. Lucifer was, see, let me give it to you quick, okay? Lucifer shows up. God made Lucifer. Lucifer fell and became Satan. God didn't make nothing bad. People say, why did God make the devil? He didn't make the devil. He made Lucifer. Lucifer deceived himself. And I got to, I got to really, I could really scare you. Who deceived him? Himself. So you better be careful because you could be your worst problem of your life, not even the enemy, because you believe in stupid stuff about you that ain't even true. He wakes up one day and thinks his throne should be exalted above God's and gets kicked out of heaven. That's the truth. And the next thing you know, he's self-deceived to a point he's in such deception, he basically creates the most devastating plan that's ever been seen on the face of the earth from an internal what? Picture of himself. I'll exalt my throne above God's. Good job, genius. Messed it up. But here's the craziest thing of all. He understands that he cannot defeat Adam, the God-man in the earth. So he tries to figure out a plan. He's like, how do I get him? He said, I know what I'll do. I'll give him a wrong picture and a wrong image about himself. And then I'll get his faith to empower his own defeat. So the enemy comes and says, do you want to be like God? Gives him a false image of a truth. He twisted. He was God. But he said, do you want to be like God? He said, no big deal. Eat it free. You can be half fine. And what does he do? Adam takes his own faith and destroys his own self because he wants empower to lie. That's all the devil's trying to do with you. Empower my lies. Because he ain't got no faith. The only one that has faith is you because you're a believer. He tries to take lies, put pictures in front of you, go empower your own defeat. Take your faith. He tries to prostitute your faith. Give me your faith. And let me give you a lie, and you project this wrong image, and the next thing you know, you're going to create a reality in your life. So he starts getting these images in front of you. Remember when you were a kid? I don't know. I'm really dating myself today, right? But um, they got me a viewfinder. Remember what a viewfinder was? I need to get one, right? It was like, somebody said, yeah. It was like this real man. It's a red little thing. You put it on your eyes, and it had these little white reels. And you was like, this, how, this, was, the inter- this was the internet in the 90s, right? Or whatever, 80s, right? Put this thing on my head. Right? I remember we went to the zoo. You know, you take the zoo one out, you put it in there, like, boom, tigers. Click it. Ooh, giraffe. Boom. Oh, this is cool, right? Now I got all this stuff on my phone. You guys don't know how bad we had it back then, right? Like, you know, you do this thing with the viewfinder, like, click. Oh, look at this. And if you got it in the light, you can see everything. When it got dark, it got a little weird. So you got to hang out by the light, staring at the light bulbs. That's why we're all messed up. We were staring at the light bulbs for too long, right? Click, right? And you have this viewfinder. That's exactly what the devil's trying to do with you. Hey, look at this wrong image of you. Let me put this in front of your lens. You know what's funny about the enemy? He knows more about you than you do. And the Bible says, and the life that was in man was the light of man, and that light was the glory. See, there's light always in you, and it always projects the image that you carry. 
And the life that was in man was the light of man. And that light came into the earth when Jesus what? Spoke. And light is inside of you. And life is inside of you. And Zoe is inside of you. And salvation is all in it. And basically, you're in illuminate. Remember when Jesus went in the Mount of Transfiguration and the light was in him, came out of him? There's light inside of you. That's why he says light has no place with because you light. He called you light. He called you saved. He called you well. He called you Christ. He called everybody out there the devil. So this light is projecting through you and whatever image you put in front of your light is the picture you see of yourself. And the enemy knows this, that if I can get the wrong image in front of the light, the light will create the image that you believe. Like a lens. You see these things here? I don't understand all this stuff, but there's lumens in them things. So they put that image in front of the picture, but what is inside the lumens? Lumens are light. And the more concentrated the light, the higher the lumen, the better the picture. All the devil's trying to do is get wrong pictures in front of your light so you can create on the screen your life. Man, you don't think your thoughts matter? It's crazy. As a man, so is he. He didn't say as a man believes, so is he. He didn't say as a man does this, so is he. He said as a man thinketh, so is he. You're projecting on the outside the image of the inside. So here's the great news. Well, how do I shift it? Get the right picture. Find the right words. Change your viewfinder. Change your viewfinder. Who told you that? Next time you hear something, say, who told you that? Say it out loud. And you look in the mirror going, hey. You got to get that back, man. Some of you ain't got that. No, you in the mirror, like I know, I got, I'm a little puffy. I'm working on it. Just give me, I'm going to get it, man. You know, I got a little, little, little extra, but hey, you still got to have it a little bit. Come on. Don't lose that. You got to keep it, man. And how you do it is you keep those right pictures. Right pictures. What's this got to do with the Holy Ghost? Everything. Everything. Because he's trying to get you the right pictures to see yourself so you can protect the future you're supposed to see. That's how you let it lower. I told you that. Where'd that, where'd that. Next time you think it, where'd that thought come from? Where'd that thought come from? Because if you don't start identifying where these thoughts, it's like this, right? You got this. If this is in front of you, these are the thoughts. Here's you. You're a projector. And he's like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Guess what you got on the side of that? Victory. You can't do that. Guess what you got on the side of that? Defeat. He's going to meet all my needs according to his riches and glory. What do you got over there? Prosperity. I don't know how I'm going to make it. I ain't going to make it. Can't make it. I got enough money. I'm broke. By his stripes, um. By his stripes, um. We got on the side healing power, victory. You're going to get up and walk. creating your world you're creating your world by what you believe you're creating your world by what you think but i got news for you guess what my thoughts are not me my thoughts are basically pictures of maybe my future because some of them i don't want to see so what do i do i replace them just have your viewfinder don't want that don't want that don't want that you ever notice something about a thought long enough if you can resist it, it goes away? You ever notice something about a thought that if you replace it with something better, 
it goes away, the negative one. You ever notice something about a thought that if you empower the good ones, they make you feel good? Funny how you got more dominion than you think you do, but unless you realize that, where's the warfare? In between your ears. Don't walk like a natural human being, walk like a spirit being. Know what? The battle is in the mind, but I got victory because I'm walking with Jesus. And I got news for you. Guess who gave you the power of that? The Holy Spirit. That's why you need him. You need him to quicken you and you need him to help you each and every day of your life. Amen. Come on, let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for these guys today. And I thank you, Lord, that you led them and you guided them and you helped them. And there's some people in here today, God, that are ready to make that step. They're going to make that step all the way over. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.